Yes, it's the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. And what a preview we have for you. Lopetegui, Conte, Tuchel, Flick. It's Friday the 21st of August. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Bradfield. And of course, Brassel Mason in Luke's game. Yes. Yes. Should we throw to that? Should we throw? Should we do a little pre preview? Um, I asked our listeners on a Twitter poll this morning. Oh God! Uh, I, I said it's Andy Brassel versus Kate Mason in today's Luke's game, and I gave them two options in the poll: upset or bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so far, they voted. Uh, just like double check. So far, they voted eighty-six percent bloodbath. So that's what you're up against, Kate. Did yeah, you, did I know you what I'm up against, mate. <laughs> did you notice as well in the intro? Yes. Normally, I have quite difficulty saying my own name. Yeah. But I used my mastermind tone of voice. Okay. To, uh... So give us another repeat of that. And I'm Andy Russell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think Luke there showed the ruthlessness for what he, for which he is famed when he managed to take almost five seconds to say three syllables. Yeah, it's all calm down. It's all about timing, as Teddy Sheringham would say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all calm down. Is, is that a hint? Is Sheringham on there? <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> yes, come on! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh, goodness me. Upping yeah. the ante already more. Yeah. Look forward to it. Stick around till the end and you'll hear it. Yeah. 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 This is proper radio. I like it. Yeah. There Little we go. tease. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's get on with that previewing that I've promised you. Yeah. That there's going to be some absolute European delights. And that's why we've got our own European delight, Andy Brussel, in here with us. Sevilla against Inter Milan in the Europa League final. The first major European final. Okay, for Yulin Lopetegui, but also for Antonio Conte as, as a manager. As a manager, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Which yeah. I was pretty surprised to think of. Well, that's that's why it feels like such a big deal for him, I, I think, because if there's one thing you can poke a hole in, in in terms of his coaching record, it's that he's never got beyond one quarter final in the Champions League. Mm. Of course, this isn't the Champions League, but once you get, I think, to the last eight of... Uh, the Europa League, it it does feel Champions League. There's no doubt about that. I mean that that that's the extraordinary thing about the Europa League. It has this bad rap because I think mainly because of the group stage. I mean, to, people talk about it being horrendously long. Mm. It's it's got one more round than the Champions League. It feels longer because the gap between the haves and the have-nots in the group stage is far more pronounced in the Europa League than it is in the. The Champions League. I mean, we t- we talked about this on 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 here before. I was I think I was saying to Marcus that the point this season where you knew Arsenal were in real trouble <laughs> was when they didn't win all six games in the group. Yeah, and you know you really felt that vibe. I I, I covered Arsenal in the Europa League, and you know you felt it slipping away from Emery on those nights. And I I remember when he was fired which was the day after they lost at home to Eintracht Frankfurt you remember the one where Eintracht Frankfurt um, came from behind they had no fans technically but some of their fans had gone into the club shop bought Arsenal scarves and hats Cute. yeah and um, ended in. up in the, in the home end and, and mm. some of them had, had hired an executive box and actually started singing some songs when they went two one up um, that's really <laughs> that's really putting your money where your mouth is isn't it, it, it bloody really, hell those really executive is, boxes it? It, it really is isn't it and um I remember seeing Emery walked through because I was doing some interviews TV afterwards and um, th- th- there are these little TV cabins in the basement just off the 
where the tunnel is when you when you, you're the players when you come back in uh, at the Emirates, and you just stand there and wait for your guy to turn up, whether yeah. it's a player or a coach or, or or whatever. And Emery was being like dutifully taken through his various interviews, and and it was this. It's, it's this like, grisly walk of shame. You know, the press people who are taking him along know he's about to get fired. He knows he's about to get fired. But of course, and like a lot of people poke fun at his, his, his communication and all the rest of it, he's an unfailingly polite man. So at a time like that, you're feeling, shit, he doesn't deserve this. Mm. Like, obviously, there are a lot of Arsenal fans who go, well, he's put me through a load of misery and I've paid a load of money, et cetera, et cetera. But it was, it, it, it was something that was hard. And, you know... I think that shows how little margin for error there is in in this competition, despite the fact that it's, it's genuinely derided. And, and it's the same in another way once you, you get to the end of it. I know people will look at this, and we'll, we'll come to the Conte bit in a minute. They'll look at Sevilla and go, well, it's Sevilla's competition, et cetera, et cetera, won five of the last 15 editions. I think it's worth saying just at the top, nine new starters this season. Mm. Nine new starters. I mean, that is incredible turnover. And, you know, I, I think obviously some of it's projection, the fact that it's, it's, it's clear that the club uh, are, are very firm on the fact that it's something that's really important for them. Ideally, for them, they would not still be in the Champions League. They've sort of been on that uh, in, in the Europa League because they've been on that Champions League, Europa League cusp for quite a long while. And they want to be in the Champions League regularly. That's what's going to help them get to the next level. Well, though, at least in the Europa League, you don't get any kind of embarrassing 8-2 yeah. final batterings <laughs> like you do. Although there was a 5-0. Fair, fair enough, that, a 5-0 in the semis. That definitely would have, wouldn't have happened to Sevilla against Bayern. <laughs> not nine new starters or not. Um, Sevilla have probably had a harder run to the final as well, right? You would say. So, yeah, although Inter were really impressive in, in that Shakhtar semi, which did flatter Inter a little bit. Yeah, a lot, um, I think. Um, well, you know, that Sevilla had a tougher run, though. They had 38% possession in that. And, and it's efficiency, uh, isn't it? This, this, yeah, this is really where Inter are. You don't hire Conte for, for the beauty, do you? But he's got those high-impact players at the top. You look at the partnership between um, Lukaku and Lautaro, and I know there's been so much focus on Lukaku, and rightly so. I mean, he's been absolutely brilliant this season. But it is about the click with Lautaro. And in that game against uh, Shakhtar, it was, it was the first time in a while that it feels like they've re-clicked mm. after Lautaro's had that that little dip. Um, but I, I don't know what to think about Sevilla, really, because in those games against Wolves and United, um, they definitely deserve to win the Wolves game. I don't think they deserve to win... The United yeah, game, yeah, but yeah, they I lived despite the circumstances in which they won it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they lived. I'm talking about the Wolves game, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think they lived certain um, moments of, of both of those games on the seat of their pants, and I think it's quite interesting. Like when you look at Diego Carlos, who has been hands down the best defender in La Liga this season, and I, I include Sergio Ramos in that, and I know Sergio Ramos is more than the defender, etc., etc., etc. But um, Diego Carlos was the guy who gave away both of those penalties with big lungy challenges with guys that are running at him. If you're Lukaku, I think you're looking at that, rubbing your hands thinking, a little, little, mm, little bit, thinking, what can, I, what can I, I do with this guy? Yeah, and I, th I think um, Diego, Diego Carlos had quite an interesting run to his, I mean, had quite an interesting path to where he is now, hasn't he? His career. Yes. He's like 27 now. He's kind of, 
he's emerged into people's consciousness, perhaps because of the way the football season is at the moment, and the way that European football has been separated out from domestic football, so people pay more attention to it. Also, he's featured in a couple of games against English teams, so people in this country would have, would have taken more notice of it. But he's gone. He's gone the, the, the scenic route to where he is now, and I, I'm really pleased for him. He's the kind of player that you'd be really pleased for him to lift a, a European trophy. But fl- flipping over to the to the to the inter side of the ledger, though, um, you guys, one thing's really interesting to me is that the two things that dog Antonio Conte is part of a reputation are one that he always wins things in, in his first season, mm. and two that he can't really do it on the European stage as a manager. Well, one of those things is still going to be true after this game, and it'll be interesting to know which one it is. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. Um, Which one do you think it will be? I, I, I think Sevilla can get there. I think what, okay. they've, what they've shown over the last couple of games, that, that they, can, they can win without playing brilliantly. Mm. And mm. they are on this incredible run, 20 games without defeat, which is amazing. And they've, they've done it mainly off the back of having a really great defence. If there's one thing you would say that Inter have that Sevilla really lack apart from a massive pile of cash obviously mm. is, is is the fact that they've they've got a reference point center forward and mm. that's the thing that Sevilla don't really have i'm interested to see the sort of nick that lucas campos arrives in the final on because obviously he was forced off against united and he doesn't go off easily the guy is an absolute warrior mm. so I, I think that's he's listed as fit isn't he that's quite important I think he is. yeah but how fit is he yeah. really that, that, that's, think... that's the question i mean there's there's no way he's not playing Andy, you're a, you're a European um, expert. As much as you uh, you know, say that you don't enjoy that reputation, I know privately and personally you very much enjoy that reputation. Why does he put it on his business card <laughs> I know, if exactly. he doesn't like it? Why does he have a business card? I don't yeah, know. Exactly. It's not really the thing yeah. in, they're, they're in this at, industry. But yeah. no, they, Brussels, they, European. They are free at service stations. Yeah. <laughs> and also, that's the bottom line. Why is his, uh, why are his business cards uh, designed like uh, the tongue of a classic football boot? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, for people who don't know... The only that, reason to sign for the round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's two... There's two questions I want to ask you. One is the first one is: Do you think a lot of this depends on how sort of players like Gagliardini and Brozovic deal with Benega? And secondly, for people who don't know anything about European football, i.e., someone like me, what's the, what is there to look out for tonight? What should people be kind of focusing their attention on? What should they be getting excited about? I think the Benega thing is interesting because where Manchester United, I think, got the upper hand in that game, people talk about how they created chances. How did they create those chances? They sat on Benega for the yeah. middle bit of the game. Yeah. They didn't give him any time on the ball mm. and they just leapt on him, whether it was Rashford or one bit of the A bit dig about his webcam action as well, maybe. A little word in his ear about what he's been caught out doing in the past. Get you, under his skin. You, you'd, you'd hope so. Kate, you want to get I on mean, board with that? Not really. <laughs> um, there's, there's so many things about Ever Vanega <laughs> and that is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a reason that people have forgot about that. It's yeah. because since then, he's a bloke who's run over his own ankle with his car. <laughs> And was the, the most fined player in a single season in the history of Atletico Madrid for lateness, stro- stroke, turning up, stinking quite strongly of alcohol. Oh, and goodness. to add extra fuel to the fire, right? Get Benega to breathe on it. No, it is, it, it, <laughs> is, to, is to point out that he went to Inter and it didn't work and he went back to Sevilla again. That's the thing that I wonder about this, though. Yeah. I think, like I say, a lot of Inter fans will go, well, he's shit, isn't he? 
It, it, it wasn't good for yeah, them. Yeah, but this is the whole, as we talked about yesterday, this is the whole Stoke, West Brom, yeah. Sunderland. But like, oh, they play for these teams and it, they were dreadful and blah, blah, blah. A bit of spice How are they fiction? into the Champions League? But I do, don't know. Do they, it's do spicy, they, though, do they underestimate him? Do they underestimate him? I, th- I think that's the question because, mm. you know, they signed him for free, sold him a year later back to Sevilla Inter for 8 million euros and they thought oh we've, we've done great here but Sevilla are happy to pay that 8 million mm. because he's just a player who clicks at that club he's been mm. so much better for Sevilla than he has for any other club if he gets the opportunity to dictate that game Sevilla are going to win it and what should other people what should other people look out for um, a Campos who yeah. is very very exciting the Sevilla fullbacks uh, Regulon who's obviously been linked quite closely to on the Premier radar Kate the official Premier League radar lovely Re- Regulon's on it You've probably been in front of it, a big graphic or something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't have the skills to do that kind of... You can't do the touchscreen. No, no. Oh, no, I, well, you know, it can be flaky. Yeah, okay. Um, user error of it often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, that the really flaky one has actually been moved for social distancing reasons. In the, in you're, the like, you're like you're like Ava Benet. You're much more comfortable in the rambling environment than you are at other clubs. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I obviously love the ramble, but I love... <laughs> I love all my clubs. <laughs> oh my God, she's Robbie Keane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Robbie Keane. He said he likes Spurs best. Yeah. Did he? And well, then, when he was talking about Spurs recently. Then, yeah. <laughs> Translation, <laughs> I was there twice. And when he doesn't have to do a speech at Liverpool, he says he prefers Liverpool. Actually, no, he doesn't say that. He doesn't even say that about Liverpool. You know how you see former players like doing hospitality at their clubs mm. and, and they have the club blazer? Yeah. yeah. What must... His... This is a Velcro. It's just Velcro badges that he <laughs> takes off and sticks on again. You see, I was thinking... Or like wardrobe, patchwork. I was thinking yeah. his, his wardrobe looks like Rayleigh Otter in Goodfellas. Yeah. Like a massive like row yeah. of blazers. Yeah. Or like the um, uh, no, I think I think it's a Velcro badge. I think he's got a, he's got a Velcro wall in his bedroom, and all the badges are on it, all the crests. He just takes the one off he needs and sticks it on. You really? meant oh, sorry, I was going to go back to something serious, but no, okay. you can if you want. Oh. Yeah. This is more like kind of clothing led, isn't it? Oh, we're going to do, feel... we'll do that a bit in a bit. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> use up all our clothes based material too early. Um, and you mentioned about how the, the starting eleven against United. You know, only two of them were there f- uh, last at the, at the start of last season. Yes, that was really to do with Monchi, wasn't it? The, the sporting yes. director building this up. And he also, it seems, I know you talked about this, we talked about this a little bit. On the mailbag. On the mailbag, yeah, yeah. which obviously, if you're a patron, if you join our patron, you can listen to. Yeah, patron. How do they com. do that? Yep. Oh, sorry, Kate, we were such on a level there and I was just going to go straight in there. You didn't even need to I didn't even me. need to cue it's you. Okay. It's absolutely amazing. Patreon.com. So slick. I love how slick we've made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then fallen over each other by talking about how slick we are. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily for as little as $5 a month. Loads of extra content. Uh, an opportunity as well to do the topic suggestion, which we've come on to in a minute. We are going to come on to it. There's loads of reasons to be a patron of this amazing show. That's, Certainly that's are. True, but, but, but sorry, Kate's, I was Kate's I was going to go on good. to say is that um, Pepe Castro, the chairman, said that Monchi proposed Yulin Lopetegui yes. as the boss. Yes. And what he said about him was that he fits our idiosyncrasies perfectly. That's an interesting way of putting it. Does that I, mean I think... crying? Before the, start, before the start of the season, I think there are so many people who would have said that Lopetegui is a, a questionable at best choice. This is a guy who'd not proved himself in club football to any extent at all. Porto is still paying back the money that he spent there. I guess that's the difference, isn't it? That he doesn't have this sort of power at Sevilla. Monchi does the players and then says, OK, you get on with it. 
Mm. And that's what he's done spectacularly well. So almost from a Lopetegui perspective, it's closer to an international job. And he did do a brilliant job with Spain before it all yeah. very suddenly went Didn't to he shit. Just, he just, what he seemed to not be able to do was manage his own career progression or have any kind of tact. And do, I mean, I know it's a really difficult circumstance yeah. and it's a dream job. You've got to go to Real Madrid. But the way that was all handled, like it just seemed to be quite inept and it's, the worker and someone who's a little bit uh, a little bit green about maybe, dealing with about people the like politics that. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's funny it's funny you should say that because really in Spain afterwards in the immediate aftermath of him getting fired um, by Luis Rubiales the, the the president of the FA and going to Real Madrid um, it was it was Real Madrid who got it in the neck not him which huh. I, I think is quite interesting because, of course, there are so many, especially Madrid-based newspapers that would defend Real Madrid to the hill. In fact, there was only one of them left doing it. I bet you can't guess which one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was that was left doing it in the end, and, and the rest of them were like, "You're out of order. You've basically nuked our World Cup hopes." Which turned out. Oh, to sorry. Be yeah, from that perspective. Yeah, not backing Lopetegui particularly. I, just I, th saying. I think to, to take it back to Inter, I think I think Inter get the job done tonight. And why is that? Gnarly, tough experienced I feel like I feel like you look through the first 11 they'll probably play and even the players who aren't that old are still hard and tough and have a good amount of experience could I also suggest that we there's in some ways we want Inter to win well because of the bet way bet your way yes yeah. that, that too mainly yeah. Yeah. but from the perspective <laughs> of possibly you know we, we've talked a lot about how Conte goes to clubs and sort of pisses off the board or whatever, mm. you know, throws these strops about, like, he gets all these amazing players and then it's like, but I also don't have Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever. He's just, yeah. you know, he just can never be satisfied, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, a good yeah. thing. Yeah. But so I wonder if we want to see this title race um, in Syria next season, don't we? So what we don't want to do is Him to have out the door. Correct. Oh, or right. yeah. to be yeah, kind of gradually edged out. That's a fair point, actually, because so, it is still tense at Inter. There's, there's no doubt about that. And then, whereas it, if he wins it, you can't. Don't talk to Kate about tense. She's done enough camping last week. I saw her, just, her eyebrows just went through a roof. <laughs> just when you said the word tense. Yes, I am the great outdoors, Kate Mason. <laughs> I have been, you know, whittling for stores people, and for people, fashioning <laughs> fires and fire pits. For people listening, um, just to let you know, I have never been more surprised than when I heard from Kate that she had been camping. <laughs> I cannot give you a more dictionary definition of a person who would not want to go camping. So the fact that you even went is amazing. Thank um, you. But the way your eyebrows disappeared half up your head when Andy just said the word tense means that I think you might not do it again. To be clear, some nights were spent in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bear Grylls! Bear Grylls! Outrageous! But by the way, isn't uh, this is a really massive... if you put a tent up in a hotel room, it's not camping. No. Yeah. No, that well, doesn't even, seem. Even sensible. if you put YouTube on the telly with that fire that flickers <laughs> for eight hours, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that's reasonable. I, I quite liked it. We were saying earlier as well is that this was in Wales, guys. You know, this is sort yeah. of zeitgeisty, isn't it? Yeah. We go we go to places in in staycation. Steak. Is it pronounced like that? I always yeah. thought it might be. Oh, I don't know. How else could it be pronounced? Oh, dear. roaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't get started on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was on the roaster of places I wanted to visit. Um, <laughs> and it's beautiful. I mean, but it said it was going to rain absolutely the entire weekend. And I think we got rained on for two hours. For, for what it's worth, if I was going to go camping with either of these 
Europa League finalists. Nice. I would prefer to go camping with Sevilla than Inter. Mm. Oh, as in the full team? Yeah. Well, Keep Ava Benega away from the internet. Good plan. Exactly. <laughs> and the car. I, th- I, think, I think they would they would be better prepared. They've got so many different options, which is what I think we'll see them through tonight. I, th- I still think Inter are a little bit one-dimensional. Mm. And Conte, I think, would not react well in a camping situation. He'd go, well... Oh, my God, of course he would my Where's no. my walk-in wardrobe? Where's my B-Day? All that sort of stuff. Whereas I think Eva Benega could certainly kindle a fire so could Lucas Campos Monchi would definitely turn up with a Swiss army knife look I think Conte if he I think if he if he were to learn the you know the beauty of a night under canvas listening to the the rustling of the trees then I I think he would I think he would love it it's it's more versus Brussels I'm going into he's going Sevilla we'll see who wins All right, then we'll see classic now speaking of bouts of which there seem to be many today um, (laughs) we're going to stick in a little bit stick in Cologne here but also um, bring you a bit of Turkish transfer news we like to be diverse on the football ramble we like to keep across real grudge matches and we like the fact that Nuri Sahin has just signed for Antalyspor uh, so he was at Werder Bremen his contract expired does this sound niche? well well, Why is it not niche? Well, because every production meeting you ever have with Andy Brussel, he tries to force through a Turkish story. This... And, he's, and, he's, and he's been able to do that but on this But this is occasion. not, strictly speaking, a Turkish story. This is a story of two men who just want to fight. They just want to <laughs> fight on the football pitch and they just want to stand up for their country. This, this is Shaheen versus Podolsky, It right? is. Yeah. That is what it is. And yeah. it, it is a story, certainly in Germany, that they've ended up as, as teammates. I mean, unfortunately, I suppose from one perspective... Podolsky has brought this upon himself because he's done <coughs> such a tremendous job for the Antalya Tourist Board while he's been talking about it's a wonderful place to live. Is that because part of, of his remit? Or is this <coughs> over and above? He's just over-delivering there. Well, no, he's back in Cologne at the moment, isn't he, for the Europa League finals and promoting Cologne, as he always does wherever he goes, and promoting his chain of kebab shops, which if you read anything about the Europa League, you cannot have failed to <laughs> read Podolsky talking about his chain of kebab shops yeah. in, in this in this last little while. But why this is an this is a story is because there was the most spectacular fallout that is still part of German football folklore, really, between um uh, Shahin and Podolsky going back years now to when Podolsky was I guess in his second spell at Cologne it was the first year that Dortmund won the championship under Jurgen Klopp 2010 yeah yeah and uh, th- this was in the autumn yeah, of, of, yeah. That, of that season okay and so this young Dortmund side uh you know not yet realistic title contenders but it was it was a game um that they ended up winning and it was really vital in 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 terms of their uh, building up their their, their title challenge there was it way- old teeth young Klopp or new teeth young yeah that's important old, old. old teeth okay so it's that era right. okay yes yeah, it's, it's, it's long enough ago uh, old teeth old glasses right and how much hair would Antonio Conte have had oh well could be any any amount Bigger or smaller, because <laughs> I mean that man's head during his playing career was completely different to what it is now. In the reverse that you'd expect, <laughs> yeah. You know that's the problem. No, he he is like the the episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets snake's hair by transplant. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's it, like and that. It, and yeah. it changes it yeah. changes his life, Bye. But, but makes but <laughs> makes him evil. Yeah, I'm not saying that's what's happened to Conte. Ooh. He's always been evil, Conte. Let's <laughs> yeah, be absolutely exactly. clear about that. Let's yeah. be clear on that. Let's get him so in there, Are, they, in, are, they, are, they, are Podolsky and Shaheen realistically going to fight 
each other physically at the same club in a die every boat situation. And mm. if that does happen, could they get rid of Shaheen and bring in Gundogan and no one know? I think there will... Because they look identical to each other. Do they? No. They really don't. Come on. Yeah, that's Nuri Shahin. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. What is showing me a picture of Nuri it Shahin? Like, it looks like Gundogan. It doesn't. All right, we'll put that out to Twitter as well. I'll mute everyone, so I won't know. But you guys can see <laughs> once and for all. <laughs> anyway, the reason this beef happened in this Friday night game uh, between uh, Köln and Dortmund, it was just after Germany had, had, had played Turkey. And there's this little building beef, especially after Cologne equalised. Building beef, Kate. In nice. This, yeah. In this game. And good uh, that one for the vegetarian. It's a good album, that. <laughs> yeah. Building beef. And that, sorry. Pod, Podolsky, very much like me playing Luke's game, yeah. makes good use of the finger counting yeah. right in front of uh, Shahin's face with a 3-0, which Germany yeah. had just beaten. The old Theo Walcott. Oh, Jose Mourinho. It started a bit of that. And then... Shahin scores a deflected winner in stoppage time. Obviously, Klopp on the pitch celebrating it, etc., etc. Some things never change. And Shahin, you know, one of those ones where someone's a player's obviously got a celebration in mind. His teammates, especially celebrating a stoppage time goal, are trying to yeah hug him and, and jump like, on him. Like, yeah, no, get off me. Get off me yeah. for, for him, it's quite a struggle because he's quite a slender gentleman. He always <laughs> yeah. has been. He manages to break free. It's a very wet night in Cologne. Podolski, obviously being a centre forward as he was playing for Cologne, is on the halfway line. So Shahin, in this pouring rain and on this very wet pitch, takes a long run up and does a massive like 20 meter knee skid past Podolski to end up in his face with his arms stretched. Yeah. Is it out. well executed? Very, very well executed. The one of the most stylish things that Nuri Shahin has ever done. And if you've seen him on or off the pitch at his best, you'll know he's a very stylish gentleman. Yeah. And that, Roman, friends, is Roman... what I'll be doing when I win Luke's game <laughs> in just over twenty minutes. You guys should try stop me. I guess in this situation, Luke would be the Roman Weidenfeller because Roman Weidenfeller was the low key star of this. I'm not happy about that. Knowing that, <laughs> to be honest. Would you rather be Roman Not Berkey? the most unglamorous goalkeeper Would you rather ever? be Roman Berkey? Less mistakes than Berkey. So I probably would, actually, yeah. yeah Except well, grammatically, obviously. Yeah, I'd rather be Weidenfeller. Actually. So Weidenfeller... Who's always... Weidenfeller's like Bruce Forsyth. He's always been about 40. <laughs> He's never been young, Weidenfeller. <laughs> I would love to think that in the old days when Klopp was winning at Dortmund, like he finished his team talk and he goes, Roman. And Roman Weidenfeller just stands up and goes... Boys, just remember, tonight could still be your night if you play your cards right. Yeah. I think Weidenfeller looks a bit like Jurgen Klopp's younger brother who's in the army. <laughs> Doesn't he? Anyway, the, the reason Weidenfeller is the low-key star of this, and again, people still talk about this in Germany, because he thinks it's really, really going to pop off. Shahin is already on a booking. So he basically runs all the way from his goal in front of Shaheen, which considering Shaheen has skidded such a long way in a short time, is very yeah. impressive. He gets in Podolsky's face and properly Martin Keown versus Rude Van Nistelrooy's him. Yeah. And it is the best bit of tactical play you'll ever see. We'll share it on Twitter. People have got to watch it. There's surely a video of that. It's a wonderful bit. Yeah, we got it. 
Well, you asked why people, what people should be looking out for in this country in the Europa League final, and we now know what to look out for. <laughs> in Turkey. In the Turkish league. <laughs> a wonderful beef. Beef exports through the roof. Oh, amazing. Season. Well, beef exports will be through the roof <laughs> after the break, which is happening now. We're going to be revealing your brand new topic, and we'll be building up to the Champions League final. Yes, we will. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway. Andy and Luke here with me, ready and waiting to claim a massive scalp. Now we're going to the <laughs> topics because we got a brand new one of these. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. Normally, I find it really hard to hold it together at this point because of Daniel Parker, but on this occasion, and it's Pete. you. And Pete. And Pe- I can't believe he's just laughing in my face at the idea that I might be able to lay a glove upon him. Yeah. <sighs> well, cool. I think you might lay a glove. I just don't think you're going to win. Okay, Luke. But anyway. Now, we, <laughs> we explained earlier in the week about the only reason, really, that RB Leipzig, sadly... Uh, lost in the semi-final of the Champions sadly. League. Yeah. Sa- sadly, question mark. Yeah. Sadly, sadly, question mark. Um, was because of Julian Nagelsmann's ropey. So would we call it ropey? It was just sort of, it was shiny. It had a lot on. Anyway, I know it's been covered. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think his missus chose it for him, by the way, Luke. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I imagine she has better taste than that. I would never say the word missus because that's a bit disrespectful. Good answer. Yeah. Also, I think the likelihood is he's just been like using ASOS in his room. Yeah. It's like like while you he's think cooped it was a, up. You think it was a, oh, I thought what, it was pronounced ASOS, but anyway, side point. While he's yeah. while he's like cooped up in his hotel room in Lisbon, I I, so I, I, I I just think there's too much internet shopping going on. There. Yeah, probably. And and on the ASOS ASOS thing, Kate, one thing you have to remember about Andy, and it's bubbled up a couple of times in the, in the last few weeks, <laughs> is that he pronounces so many other languages so well that he's forgotten how to pronounce English properly. Yeah, bless him. So you get roaster and rant. And Assos. Is there, is there any merit in that, Andy, do you think? Shut your face, Moa. <laughs> yeah, Moa. <laughs> I didn't even anyway, know what you were trying to say. Listen, anyway. Get to the fucking topic. <laughs> For goodness sake. Come on. <laughs> You're supposed to be holding this together, Mason. Oh, God, it's quite difficult. Yeah. With she, goes camp- she goes camping once. Uh, yeah. I think she's cracked it. Bear grills. <laughs> now, that got... Right. The Patreon subscribers have been talking about clothes. We've been talking about clothes all week. So the question on this week's topics, which was put forward by Liam O'Connor on our Discord, uh, but people have also been emailing in. So thank you very much for those. Keep doing it. We've got plenty more to do. The question is going to be this week, though, if you could choose to dress a manager as you wish, who would you pick and what are they wearing? Yeah, so we'll cover that every day next week as part of the topics on Football Ramble. If you could choose to dress up manager, who would you choose and what are they wearing? Email us show at footballrambledaily.com or tweet us using the hashtag Ramble Topics. I would, I would make every manager in an international tournament dress in the traditional national dress of that country. Hmm. So we're talking about Lederhosen for... Yogi Love. Can you imagine how much Morris outfit for um, Gareth Southgate? If he's wearing, if he's wearing lederhosen at a summer tournament, can you imagine how much he'd be scratching his balls? True nightmare. And I'd also have his. Who's now? Hansi Flick's no longer his assistant. Who's his assistant? Because I'll have them in a dirndl. Right. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Big time. Interesting that that's the 
Anyway, yeah. um, but of course, in, in PSG's case, it's Thomas Tuchel's case, you'd be in a Katori Thobe. So that's my link. We are going to the Champions League final, people. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even understand what you just said. So the, if you think about what you will have... So the Emir of Qatar is flying in for this, this yeah, one. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yes. Um, and that, think about what, when you see him, what he's wearing is it? It's a thobe. It's called a thobe. I didn't yeah, know that's what so it was that, called. Yeah, so the, the sort of no, no, white. Oh, that's a dig at Tuchel, that. The white, um, I don't know what we call it. It's a sort of long shirt, effectively. Like a caftan or something. You can have a different kind of collar depending on where in that region you're from, right, generally okay, speaking. Okay. And then I can't remember the term for the headscarf, but right, okay. again, that's just, that's your standard. Imagine, can I just say, if Tuchel came out for the Champions League final wearing that, would that be quite the statement? <laughs> it's not that, it wouldn't be that surprising, to be honest. It would be quite the FU to the to the, uh, to the haters. Let's, be, let's make that absolutely clear. What... Would you have had Nagelsmann wearing in the final if okay. he made it? He was wearing, as I said earlier in the week, he was wearing something that said to me, I know I'm not going to be able to wear this for the final, so I'm wearing it now. No, because I don't, I don't agree with that. I think for the final, he would have gone for something a little more confident. I'm thinking... What than that? I'm, I'm thinking, thinking a Simon... big fluffy Red Bull can and he would have driven on to the side <laughs> of the pitch. In, you know, one of those... Car, you know, they have those like hot Red Bull girls and they drive along in the hot... Well, in the, they're like minis and stuff, aren't they? The, the Red Bull cars with the yes. Red Bull can poking out the top. That is what he would have done. You think? Yes. And if not, why not? <laughs> Marketing and sponsorship <laughs> reasons? <laughs> Pre-signed clauses at the start the of the Champions Ball League club campaign. has nothing to do with this. I, I mean, I'm I'm thinking he would have gone for something like Simon Le Bon in the Rio video. You know, where he's like propped on the on the front of the yacht, something like that. Mm. Or if he'd have gone full Miami Vice, which is really what oh, I think he should shout. be wearing anyway. I feel like Liverpool did that at one stage anyway, didn't they? In the nineties. Oh, you're talking about the 96 Cup final. Yeah. yeah. Are they white, those suits? Yeah. And they're kind of off white. A cream. A cream. Kind of awful. awful. Alex they Ferguson really said awful. in his autobiography, as soon as he saw them, he was like, yeah, that's all right. We're, we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to be absolutely fine. <laughs> wow. So this is how important this topics question is. Exactly. You could change the entire course of of the history of football if you just get well, it right. I'll tell, tell you who's... Our friend Ryan Hun did something about this. Um, he wrote, wrote an article about this yesterday. Oh, the ringer, about, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's, it, I, I said that I think it has, it does probably have some kind of impact, even if it's subconscious or maybe just psychological. I think it does set a tone for the team. Um, and i got a load of people calling me a dickhead for saying that. And then Ryan Hunt writes an article, admittedly, much more articulate than the way I said it. And everyone's <laughs> loving it. Everyone's loving it. So anyway, Ryan wrote a brilliant article about it saying that, you know, it does actually mean something and here's are why. You, are you saying Ryan has mansplained your opinion? Yeah, mm. well, yeah, right. He's just much more talented than me. Right? <laughs> uh, okay, fair Simple enough. As that really, yeah. I have to say that underrated guy for this sartorial setting the tone mm. Rudy Garcia when Lille won the double because in the home I think straight, he looked a bit dishevelled against Bayern Munich though sure he, he looked he looked like you know that bit where um, Michael Madsen has got that policeman captive in Reservoir Dogs yeah. he looks like he's been in a warehouse yeah. like, like you probably look really smart when they had the meeting around the table where Steve Buscemi doesn't give the tip yeah but like he's he's been in there sweating for a number of hours and he but when he was in the home straight of that double season mm. at Lille he would wear a Lille club blazer with a roll neck mm. kind of like a Bond villain and the key members of the team like um, Rio Mavuba, Eden Hazard. This is when Joe Cole started, started dressing him. like him. Joe Cole did as well. Yeah, it, be it became the thing when Cole arrived the following season. That that was that was his thing as well. The dress code. 
We do have to get on to yeah. PSG versus Bayern Munich. The small matter of of that one. Yes. Um, now, look, we did, you know, we did, we have talked about obviously these clubs a lot because these things are coming in the uh, in football parlance thick and fast mm. this week. Um, so, of course, we have spoken about the semi-finals a fair uh, bit. Uh, one of the guys I used to work with out in Doha tweeted uh, that it was a seminal moment as two teams with club shops in Hamad International Airport, the International Airport of Doha, have uh, are in the semi uh, are in the final of the Champions League for the first time ever. Now it's the romance, tongue in cheek, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's there's an interesting definition to make though, and a, a clear definition to to make before we go f- too far down that road, in the. Paris Saint-Germain uh, owned by QSI. Um, Bayern are sponsored by Qatar Airways. Yeah, it's their a, it's appoint. their flight partner. Yeah, and it's so their, for example, if you fly Qatar Airways, the uh, safety. I quite like how airplanes now try and do good safety videos. The like British Airways has a whole load of you know British. Right, yeah. British icons. Airways is hosted by um, Shibali G from People Just Do Nothing. Yeah, but yes. there's loads of people. You know, yes. Ian McKellen's in it and Olivia Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Tandy uh, Newton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, in their one, I don't know if it is still now, but when I was flying out there, it had the Bayern Munich players. You know, see, what I thought you, were, you were indicating at the beginning is they had certain privileges. So, like, if Thomas Muller was on there, he could ask for, like, a, a second pudding. Or, or someone to love his joke. Yeah. Do a pun. Do a pun. I don't think there's any executive service that offers that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because when they originally took on the Qatari sponsorship, and it's, yeah, the sleeve sponsor as, as, as well, they kind of look a bit more like racing drivers these days, some, some football teams, don't they? Um the Bayern Ultra has really kicked off about that. Yeah, they did. And if you go to the um, annual general meeting before last, which happens just before Christmas at Bayern, Uli Hernes, in one of the last times he was chairing it, of course, as the president, he got a lot of very vocal shit from, mm. from the members about that. And it's something that the, the Bayern Ultras have, have, have not let drop. So when people have an idea of these clubs and their images and what they're projecting. I think sometimes you've, you've got to draw a line in the sand and you've got to separate um, the direction of the club and the supporters. And I think that counts. Oh, certainly, yeah. That, I thought that, you were going to say a line in the from, sand between, you know, yeah. particular clubs and how they behave. But, well, you know, we, I we think it's a well. continuum, really. You can't, you can't really do that. It's not really a line. There's a, it's, a, it's a spectrum. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I think but if you look at Paris Saint-Germain as well, the, the fact that in the last year and a half, they've invited the ultras back to provide more of an atmosphere, to make it more real. And for better or for worse, one of the key parts of their Champions League run is after they beat Dortmund, and obviously behind closed doors, mm. and there are all the ultras outside. I mean, obviously we look at that in a very different way now, and some of us looked at it in a very different way at the time because of but social distancing. Because you could hear it in the stadium, couldn't you? They were, le- they were, you know, letting off flares, yeah, and you, you could had, hear the noise from outside. And, and you had some of those players going, then, going out and celebrating with them, didn't you? Like Levin Kazawa was in, in, in the thick of it, etc., etc., and that's what we'll be doing for this final. It'll be pretty much a posh David May um, while they're <laughs> um, they're going into into this game. Um, I know a lot has been made of the space behind Bayern mm. and how uh, Neymar and especially Mbappe might be making the most of that. I think that Bayern and Hansi Flick work some stuff out in match in the semi-final. I think it's interesting after Leon go over the top of them a few times. 
and they realise actually we can't get away with this because Leon have got more pace than Barcelona and eventually eventually maybe Toko Combi will take one of those chances mm. um, they, they after they went one nil up through the Gnabry goal which kind of not the stuffing out of Leon, they, they started to drop as well they mm. started defending a, a lot deeper and if Hansi Flick is anything, he's adaptable. Look at how he's changed some of those players, how he's made um, he's, he's, he's made Alfonso Davies his, his permanent left-back and turned him into one of the best left-backs in the world. <laughs> Moved Alaba uh, as well. Yeah, how he's, uh, yeah exactly. He's, he's, he's made Alaba something special. I think the relationship, I've written something for The Guardian about that, the relationship between them, Alaba being next to Alfonso Davies has really helped him. Mm. He's been able to talk him through games. And You know, one of the things, when before we had the effects on the games when football came back and certainly on the Bundesliga games, you know, they were done completely dry with no crowd sound for the first couple of match days, weren't they? You find out who the shouters are and David Alaba never stops talking and Alfonso Davies... Nor does Muller, by the way. No, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, people pretend he's not talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, honestly, he never shuts up Thomas Muller. Never. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, even putting Kimmich in, in, in midfield, Hansi Flick has not just made Bayern more front foot, more aggressive, play the best football since Guardiola. It, it's, it's not just... People have, have thought of, I think, from a distance, what he's done at Bayern as being a regalvanizing of traditional Bayern values. It's so much more than that. He's a very, very, very smart coach. And that's why they've signed him to a longer deal, not just to contain some sort of feel-good factor. Mm. All right, so it sounds like it's clear who you're backing on Sunday. Possibly. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, would, I would back Bayern as well, chiefly because exactly what Andy said there about how they can be completely adaptable. You are, you'd be, you'd have to have a heart of stone to not be worried about the, the high, the, the level of the line they've played in some of the games they've played to get to this final and, and yeah. how that could be punished by players like um, not just Mbappe and Neymar, but by Di Maria as well. But I, I know this is kind of a bit of an old-fashioned opinion and Andy, I'm very happy for you to kind of disavow me of it. But I, I just don't know if if Bayern, Munich, if Bayern Munich start very quickly, get on the front foot and kind of start to call the shots, if you like, dominate the, the, the game, I don't know whether players like Neymar and Mbappe will work hard enough to get to drag PSG through it and get them back in the game. I don't know how you feel about that. I feel like, I feel like I against, against against a Leipzig who are have got stage fright and have completely disregarded their own natural game and have gone to shit, of course, they these these players can can, can do the business. With the pedigree they have of playing against teams a lot, where they're not they're not up to much in their own division, mm. their own league, when they get faced with a really difficult side, is everyone going to be on it enough for long enough for them to really hurt a team of this quality? Because Bayern are the, the form Bayern are in are absolutely ridiculous. They're so good. I mean, so, it's monstrous. Just just to re-underline that, twenty eight wins and a draw in the last twenty nine games. I mean, that is just... So can PSG deal with that? But significantly also, before you answer that, and in context, um, Barca uh, and Lyon both had about five chances in their their games. Yes. But they pretty much all came before Bayern started scoring. Okay, I know you would argue not very difficult in there. Mm. Um, But, you know, the point being that if they could have converted some of those chances, that also could have swayed the pendulum a little bit because it's Bayern... They start out and they become they're dominant and they play from the front. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I just think even if Barcelona take the lead in that game or Leon take the lead in their semi final, I still still think Bayern end up winning by a long way. Mm, I I think there's every reason to suppose if 
Memphis or um, Toko Kambi had, had, had put away one of those chances, Bayern react with greater prejudice okay. almost yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and get after they're, them they're and also, absolutely monsters. They're also absolutely brutal by me. I mean, you look at players like Goretzka and Schuler, just, just tanks. And, and then they have that combination of, of real physicality mm. in Schuler, Goretzka, Lewandowski, Davis, but they also have a lot of subtlety as well. You know, Gnabry takes up really interesting positions. Muller is one of the positionally best players at the top level in Europe. Like, I yeah, mean, the, the, the space interpreter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the roundoiter. Thiago Alcantara is technically so good. So they've got all these different things going on. You haven't even on. mentioned Lewandowski in that, yeah. Yeah, he, he can lead, obviously lead Don't the even need it. in a ridiculous the, the, way, the, yeah. The, the thing is, I think if everyone's as fit as they can be, um, Thiago doesn't play because they play Kimmich in midfield instead mm. and um, Pavard a right back mm. the, the question is is Pavard fit enough because the thing is as well because he's really a centre half playing a, a right back he gives them that extra little bit of cover if they get caught over the top mm. as well mm. yeah but we'll see well, you look at, what's the big thing to look out for then what's the one thing people should look out for um, well the, the thing that you were saying about Neymar and Mbappe I, I don't really think that's fair I, I think the thing that we've seen nah fuck, it, fuck him. <laughs> they, don't, they don't work hard. I don't think they work hard consistently enough without the ball. And I think they get away with a bit under Tuchel at PSG. Maybe. I'm not sure that's been the case in this Champions League so far. And I think the thing is with, with Neymar, he sometimes has this overdeveloped sense of responsibility. He almost works too hard. And I think the bit where their Champions League changes, I mean, it may sound obvious that it's when Mbappe comes on against Atalanta. When, well, it's when Papa goes I think Neymar's been good. Well. I think his contributions have been amazing, yeah. But what really makes a difference when Mbappe comes on is what it does to Neymar because he's played very, very well up to that point, but he's also had 10 minutes where he's really, really close to losing his shit, where he starts to give the ball away a bit, mm. where he starts to leave feet in on people. And if that goes on for another five, 10 minutes, does Neymar get annoyed hit someone and get sent off. <laughs> I, th I think it's very possible. Right, okay. And then all of a sudden when name, uh, when Mbappe's on, not only is he more of a grown-up, but it takes a lot of the pressure off Neymar and he feels that he can contribute because there's never any question and I think people get this wrong sometimes. There's never any question that Neymar worked extremely hard. Mm. And, well, he's going to need to in this, isn't mm. he? Yeah, we'll see. It's a sort of a ramble team metaphor, actually, I think, yeah. potentially. Okay, it's now time for Betway's Bet Builder feature. Just before uh, Luke's game, let's get another uh, Bet Your Way feature with Betway in there. For Sunday's Champions League final, uh, we've built a bet with Betway. We've gone for Bayern to win, both teams to score, and Robert Lewandowski to score any time in our hashtag Bet Your Way Bet Builder bet. So all those things need to happen for us to win. A £10 bet at 5 to 2 returns 35 Pounds. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. For more information, head to begamblerware.org. Enjoy the final, because I think we all will, won't we, Kate? I've gone home. You're, you're off, are you already? <laughs> See you later. You're on your way. <laughs> Ma, it'd be great to go, but sadly, that's not going to be possible, is it? No, it is sad. All right. All Kate, right. you ready? Do you feel like you're mentally ready for this? Um, okay. Well, what I'd like to say is I got some fallout from not perhaps taking your game as seriously as, as it deserves, perhaps. Not from me. Not, no, there was some. Some people liked it and said that they felt, you know, like that was them. Um, <laughs> so what, what I'm going to do, I've thought about it a lot. I've done some soul searching. I've come yes. to terms with what that means for me as a, as a competitor and as a woman. Yeah. And <laughs> what I'm going to do 
is I'm going to, I've tried to, you know, I've done a bit of meditation. I'm going to try and get my head in the game. I, I see Brussels is a massive titan of this. Yeah, he is. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just the underdog, but I'm going to, I'm going to do my best for well, the for the integrity of the game. However, I don't. I still stand by what I said before. Okay. Well, I think one thing that might b- sort of further burnish your confidence is that um, the people voting on the Twitter poll <laughs> about whether it's going to be a bloodbath <laughs> or an upset has gone down from eighty six percent bloodbath to just over eighty five percent bloodbath. Oh, lovely! So Thanks you, for your support, you're, guys. You're building some momentum. I will uh, not. I will not forget you who sold me out. I will not. Forget <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, here we go. It's time for this. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Yeah, described in typical <laughs> slick broadcasting fashion by me. It is time for Luke's game. Um, Fish gave me some tips, by the way. Oh, did he? Great. Yeah, that's why I got my notepad. He Fine. says try and write them down, don't count them on your fingers. Fine for you to prepare as, as, as best you see fit. Nothing wrong with taking a bit of advice. You're all ganging up on me. You deserve it. Mate, I've never got a point. Yeah. <laughs> You've never got a single point on this game, Andy. You okay, I've only you, played once, but you, yeah. You trailed like the, the uh, maybe evolution of Luke's game. Mm. Like how many Wu-Tang albums can you can you name? Yeah. I, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with that. We're not doing Wu-Tang albums because that's, that's even... If, if you can imagine anything being this pos- that possible, that's actually even less fair on Kate, who I <laughs> yeah, don't even yeah, think right. knows who Wu-Tang Clan are. <laughs> so there's no way she can run there an album. The Let's Wu-Tang just get on with the football players. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I give you, the way it works for people who haven't heard it before I give these guys a player they auction they bid against each other about how many clubs that player's played for they can name <laughs> Kate's got a notepad out Andy's going to try and game her out and uh, and regular listeners will realise that when it comes to this game Andy is a real one he is the realist I'm going to I'm going to try and game her out she's writing messages on a notepad and, and showing them to me <laughs> right to, all tactics like that are, are to be applauded um, what I would say is Kate the one thing you do need for this game and we're going to come to you first with the first player because you're the challenger you need fire in your belly and your head in the freezer <laughs> here we go she's just written you're going down on a piece of paper and showed it to Andy and what I would say is the least intimidating thing I've ever seen so um, fire in the belly head in the freezer Kate you're up first you need to start listening or you're going to look you can roll the notes you want but if you're not listening you're not going to get it first player Kate he's played for five clubs in total he retired in 2018 it's Benoit Asu Ekoto. Oh, I see what you... Th- Benoit Asu Ekoto. Hang on a sec. And oh, Christ. And it's that, a whole load of... And as, and as regular listeners also know, a quick game is a good game. Apologies, yeah. I just, well... I mean, it's hard. How do you say stuff without being... I guess Brussel doesn't... I can say anything I like and he already knows them all, so... <laughs> just, just, just bid. First opening bid. Think about your tactics. Get your opening bid in and we're away. I think I know... Where he joined, you know, from. So, three. Okay. Andy? Name you three. What? Oh! You <laughs> meanie. An early twist. An early twist. Okay, Kate, you've got to name three clubs, one at a time, that Benoit Asu Ekoto played for. I should have gone two. Would you call me on two? Well, you'll never know, will Doesn't you? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So, because there's, Fren- there's a lot of French in here, right? Uh, you will find that with the French ones. So obviously Spurs. Correct. Oh, well, hang on, I've got to do your ding. I forgot about that. Hang on. Oh. Bloody hell. I forgot about my uh, correct my uh, my correct sound. There you go. Oh. Yeah, you like that? Oh, that does actually make me feel quite yeah. good. It's a confidence boost, isn't it? Yeah. Well. Okay. Um, and then the other English club. Oh, God. 
I know this. My fingers hovering over the button. It's QPR, it's QPR. Correct. Stop it. Okay, now this is the one that I don't... I'm just really quite... It's not even a club I know, but the club that he came from... Right. ...is called... It's like the thing that goes in your eye. <laughs> L- Lens? Kate Mason! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That's one point. You're off the mark. Oh my goodness me. That 86% of smashing it. Yeah, I know. That 86% of fuming. Did did you know? Could you remember remember Lance? Yeah, probably. Well, you've mispronounced it, but we're going to give it to you. Yeah. It's Lance, Lance, Spurs, QPR, St. Etienne, and he finished his career at Mets. That's irrelevant. What is very relevant is that you are a point ahead, Kate Mason, and we go to Andy now for the second player, okay? (laughs) He's still playing. In fact, you would have seen him play, I think, fairly regularly um, over on these shores, perhaps. He's played for six clubs in total, though, and he is Gerard Delafayou. Gerard Delafayou. Right. I don't know. You're allowed to have ones. You can... Oh, yeah, of course you are. <clears throat> that you still... Have whatever you want, really. Okay. Oh, right. Interesting. It doesn't matter. It's a random selection of players, so it doesn't really matter. Brassel, I think you should be able to get all of I'll those. I'll start with a gentle three. Three. Oh. Oh, bollocks, I forgot to write this. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, what you're doing is doing a really good impression of someone who's taking this seriously. I'm really taking it seriously. Yeah. Well, what am I going to do? I can't... If you can't do four, then you have to get Annie to name three. <gasps> I, can, I can do four. I can do four. I can do... Sorry. <laughs> Kate can do four. Do you want five? No. Do four. Oh, here we go again. Do what, attack, what sort of tactic is this, Brassel? Do four. This go, is here we go. Brassel's weak. I can do four because... No, wait, hang on. Well, anyway, Watford. Correct. One. Barcelona. Correct. Two. Everton. Everton. Correct. Three. Need one more. Some kind of Milan. I need to tell me which one. AC. Correct. It's two nil. I've never seen. I didn't. I never expected this to happen. Listen, people who are, who are listening along to this show, I am as surprised as you because Kate. I'm sweating. And, and I'm going I'm to choose my words very carefully here. I didn't think Kate had this in her, and I really mean that. This is unbelievable. It's quite offensively. I know. That's why I said it. What's two that? up with three to play. So the teams were Barcelona, Everton, Sevilla, Milan. And Watford, of course, he had two spells at Barcelona and a couple at Everton. Next player. Can at- I just say, this is breaking my heart. This is what it would have been like if Memphis and Toko Okambi had taken their chances on Wednesday well, night. Andy, well, because you- you're you're playing a very... Well, no, I guess, is, is this aggressive to make me name them all the time? I think yeah, I think, I think so. I'm pushing towards the halfway line. But I yeah. understand that because obviously I didn't really say anything last time we did this. No, no, you didn't. Okay. So, it makes sense. Up, you, you are essentially a pool hustler. Well, one thing that's worth one thing that's worth mentioning is that Kate is now gets the chance to go first on this next player, and if she if she nails it, she's won. Yeah, she's actually won. And and Brassel's actually made no contribution to this game really to speak of at all this week. So the third player, your first, Kate. He's only played for four clubs. He's still playing now. It's Ross Barkley. Don't look at me like that. Four clubs, Ross Barkley. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at you. Yeah. I just, that's how I always look at you. Come on. All right. Just get, to a, get a pen and paper out as well. Okay. Two. Two. Andy? 
I'm not sure I know more than two. <laughs> you're I'm, not, not, I'm not sure you're I know not about more than to, two. You can't. Are you joking? I'm not sure I know more than two. You, I'm, I'm going to have to say three. You're going to have to guess there's, because there's otherwise you're, else, it's over. Yeah, there's nothing else I can All do. All right. Can you do four? No, I can't, I can't do four. Okay, Andy. So you need to name three clubs Ross Barkley's played for. This is the closest anyone's come to beating. I mean, Speller no, came no, very no, close. No, no. Speller came very close. Yes. But I, I, I know what Andy's body language is like playing this game because I've been present every time he's played it. Yeah. And I genuinely think he's struggling here. So, yes! Three clubs <laughs> that Ross Barkley's played for. We all know you can name two. So get those out of the way. Chelsea. Mm. Everton. Correct. Um, One more you need. Is he toying with me? He's, to he's doing a fake face. He's toying with <laughs> a me. fake face. <laughs> This is a complete stab in the dark. Oh my god! It's got to be a loan spell at some sort of northwest club. I might win. I'm going to say Preston. Kate Mason wins. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You didn't expect it to happen. The title has changed hands officially for the first time this season. Ross Barkley's loan spells, your, your working out was sound, mm. but the two loan spells he spent um, were on Sh at Sheffield Wednesday and Leeds United. Really? So Preston was incorrect. Kate wins 3-0 with two to play. I mean, look, to my mind, on such an historic occasion, there's no point doing the, the other players. I can also save them for next time. Brussels holding up a white it, flag as well, nil. by the way. Brussels got no appetite. Brussels, it's like, how, it's like the NBA finals. Once yeah. it's over, it's over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unprecedented event. 3-0. It can't be... It can't. She, Kate cannot be caught. What I would say as well is, to sum up finally... To those 14.8% who believed in Kate Mason. Thank you. Presumably this victory's for them, Kate. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to all my supporters. And, yeah. and, I, and no one is more surprised than me. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, that kid who beat Serena Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and uh, think about what went wrong yeah. and form a support group with uh, Manchester City after what happened to them in the Champions League. And Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I just and Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, three three nil guys. Yeah, amazing. You know, we decided yesterday three nil. What's that? Uh, say, go on, tell me. I can't remember. It's a pumping. A pumping. An official <laughs> pump. Your tactics were poor there, Brassel. Well, he's it's because he didn't believe I knew anything. He's been, he's been complacent, in my opinion. Do you know what's happened there? Yeah. I have gamed him. I know. Yeah. Uh, Kate, you are, and I think people, people will find this very endearing. You are, you are carrying yourself with the air of someone who's never won anything in their life ever before. Some would say the people's <laughs> champion, but no one wants to see the dancing, mate. Come on. No one wants no to see No excuse for the chair dancing. Let's get out of here. Oh, wait, I forgot I had to end the show. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, guys. I just, oh, I don't know what to say. Mm. Um, it's the end. It's been beautiful. Oh, last thing. Quick shout out to a listener. It's a happy birthday to Callum Joins. He is turning 30 tomorrow. Great age. I'm sure you guys can't remember it. Probably why you're going senile so you <laughs> no, can't win the game. Anyway, yeah. um, he got his brother Matt into the football ramble apparently about six years ago. So Matt got in touch with the birthday wishes. Have a great one, Callum. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, uh, mate. That actually, mate, that win was for you. Yeah, many happy returns. <laughs> um, guys, yeah. I'm just going out to get drunk, I think. <laughs> 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 uh, thank you for today uh, catch you next time Luke yeah thank you it's been a pleasure bye Andy thanks this has been the preview show sponsored by Betway see you next time 
This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.